All right, next question, you all. Um, what has been your biggest struggle in your marriage? And you know, um, we ask the hard questions because we want to be super real around here. Instead of like, if the church would just step up and if we would just start dealing with stuff in the church, we don't have to turn to the world to get answers that are not godly. And so um, one thing that we were unashamedly will always do is talk about the hard stuff, the real stuff, the things that you deal with day in and day out when you're not inside the four walls of the church. Because we can come in here and put a face on and look real pretty and have it all together and I'm a worshiper, but God sees our heart. And because he sees our heart, we absolutely need to start dealing with some stuff. Amen? So um, what has been the biggest struggle in y'all's marriage? They just got married this fall. They have a blended family. And I, don't, I know that we have a lot of couples in our church that have blended families. And that could be a struggle. But we want to just ask you guys to start, like, what has been the biggest struggle? Is it with you guys or is it with kids or what is it? I got this. Um, I think our biggest struggle has been money. Uh, surprisingly, it's it's a lot of work to have an income with five people in the house, um, especially with two growing teenage boys who eat us out of house and home. Um, but I think money... Uh, because we are a single family income. Um, and honestly, when we had two incomes, we were fighting all the time. Uh, we were arguing about who's paying this, who's paying that. And even though we lost an income, I've been blessed <laughs> at my job, really blessed to be able to provide for all of us. Um, and it's also allowed Brandy to be able to, I mean, start her dream. And when she told me a year and a half ago that she was talking about CR and launching CR, it was the part of me that normally kicks in was like, how are we gonna do this? You're not working and these kids are growing. Um, but that's when we turned to God and it was like, and that's when I, I really like, hey, you know, I love my job, but is it gonna be able to provide for all of us? And here we are still, same job, and CR is launched. So it, she has been able to work her dream. But you know, that uh, men have to carry that weight of providing for their family. And so that is a real issue in marriages that can cause uh, a marriage to struggle, that if it's a single, income family like you or or just the stress of worrying am I going to be able to provide for my kids and my wife so thank you for being vulnerable Brandy do you have something to add for the record last night when we were talking about this the blended family and kids was what he said I say financially simply because I'm a budgeter I'm a planner he's not he looks at the bank account sees money there let's go spend it so I have to be like, don't use the card. <laughs> I took his card from him out of his wallet without telling him. 
right. Um, what about you guys? What has been the biggest struggle in your marriage? Well, I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> Great. We discussed this, and uh, you're going to change it. <laughs> uh, of the few fights we have had, money was, was the topic, and uh, I would say money is huge. Uh, but we had other things going on in our life when 20 years ago when I went through uh, recovery, um, recovering from childhood sexual abuse, you have to put every detail of your life on the table. And that includes your marriage and it affects your wife or your husband the most because they're the ones that were going along normal. <laughs> you were the one that decided to work on this right now. And so Sherry had to be very patient. My emotions were all over the board. I acted like I did not act previously or ever since. It's because I was dealing with those intense emotions. And so, and I'm glad I did because I've reached a balance now in my life, but you do have to go through those rough waters to get to the balance. And thank you for doing that, by the way, for being patient. Wow, that changes my answer. <laughs> um, we had a year that we went through um, just everything under the sun. Um, Everything under the sun went, <clears throat> excuse me, everything under the sun went wrong. Just everything, um, I got sick, um, went through a lot of treatment, and um, our house burnt down. Um, yeah, Johnny lost his job. Uh, our house burnt down, we decided, well, we were just running that. Let's, we don't want to go back there. Let's buy a house. So we were in the middle of buying a house. We were a couple days away from buying the house, and he lost his job. So we lost the house. And um, just one thing after another. And um, I think I, the only time I think we argued during that year was um, I was on a plant-based diet. And, <laughs> and I, Johnny was, first of all, Johnny was going to do it with me. He's like, I'm there with you 100%. And um, after two days, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and so after about two months, I was like... He said, well, first of all, he said, but I'll, I'll make things for you. You know, he would make homemade beans, you know, and put them in the fridge and stuff. And um, so he supported me in that way. But um, after about two months, I was like at the end of my rope. And I, he was at work, and I went to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a Big Mac and a fries. <laughs> and um, he came home, and I said, I... I just went crazy today, and I went and had a Big Mac and fries, and he said, you had a Big Mac and fries, and I had beans in the fridge? <laughs> and he was serious. I thought he was joking, but he was really annoyed at me. Uh, for <laughs> but, um, so, you know, we laugh about it now. But uh, it, was <clears throat> it was a rough time, and, and um, God got us through it, you know. Everything that we went through, we could share that together and pray about it, and we're still here. Good. Good. Agree with a lot of those, so I guess i got to find a, a kind of a new topic or whatever, but it's, it's just life, right? I mean, it's just you get busy in those things that you do every day, sure. and 
um, in, in doing that, I mean, you think that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but then you find out that maybe you've ignored that individual. You ignored your spouse or you've not paid attention to them or you've not given them that time. So finding that time sometimes is, is a struggle. <laughs> it, it's, not <laughs> it's, it's not just that. It, she said you're making it about sex or whatever. But it, it's, I, I, this, this morning I talked to her about it's, it's intimacy. And, and sex is a part of that, but there's just, there's other moments that are intimate moments. And the one that I brought up to her this morning was um, being in the hospital after we had our second child. You know, your, your, your first child, you're a couple with a child. That second child, you're sitting there in the hospital and you know, you've, got, you've, you've got your newborn, you've got your other child sitting there, you've got your wife. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, wow, we're a family. <laughs> It's this is you know this is what's coming together whatever that's an intimate moment as far as that's something that we only share I mean that's that's the thing so yes sex is a part of that life but there's there's other moments but anyway the the struggle is finding that time um, and not getting so caught up and just being busy I mean between ball games and work and school and family events and coming to church and it, it's it just you just get wrapped up in that and I think that's where couples get off sync um, we feel like we're doing things that we're supposed to be doing but we've missed each other um, so that's sometimes where the struggle's at do you, do you have anything to add <laughs> well, I told him the two things not to mention were sex and money <laughs> Because those were really the two most knockout, dragged out fights ever we've had, and they've—they've—it's a reoccurring thing. Um, it's been better. Those two were like the things that he'd never got enough of. Um. Real, real. two top needs. His two top needs were sex and sex. Um, and so it never matched up. Um, but those were the two struggles. And I think it's gotten easier as we got older. That time came a little, well, then we added two extra. So um, <laughs> that, that tipped it a little bit. But I think as after 25 years, I think those two things have gotten easier, just learning what the needs are and kind of um, picking up on those cues, and he's better about reading what I need to, so that has helped. It's awesome. They've been married 25 years, and uh, as they matured in their age and their relationship, they learned how to communicate better. There are five major things that you have to think about and focus on when you're married or preparing for marriage. And uh, they hit two of them. Two of the biggest fights are over sex and money. So thank you for being real about that, or sex and sex for the guys, we know. Uh, we get it, okay? <laughs> but it's, it's sex and money. It's family of origin slash in-laws. And it is goals, because you have to be going in the same direction. 
And you have to, the biggest one that encompasses all the other four is communication. And if you don't communicate about how much sex you want or how little sex you want and what works and what doesn't work, then it boils down to communication. If you don't communicate about finances and budgets and taking cards away or whatever it looks like, then you're going to struggle in your marriage. If you don't deal with and get on the same page about goals and supporting each other, then it's not going to work because you can't just say, okay, it's going to be all about your goals and I'm just going to support you because you'll get bitter. And it can't be the opposite way either because the other will get bitter. We've got to come together as married couples and discuss what's going to work and how is it going to work and what is our timeline and all of that stuff. I'm going to share a story and then we're going to go to the next question. Um, Pastor Rich and I have been married 10 years. We, we have a blended family. And um, in the last month, I had a major aha moment. Like, why do we struggle with the things that we struggle with? And um, because it seems like for the 10 years that we've been married, y'all remember my uh, anniversary pro, uh, uh, post, 10 freaking years. I meant it with all the love, but, but honestly, I, it was really big because we, I just began to ask the Lord, why can't we get past this one thing? Do you all have that one thing that you struggle with over and over and over again? And the Lord one day so sweetly spoke to me and said, it's family of origin. I was raised by a father who loved my mom so much that if she said, lay down on the ground and let me walk over you so that I don't get wet, he would do it. And I've had that expectation for every one of my husbands. He was not, I had an expectation that was an unrealistic expectation because not all men are such a gentleman, or I don't know if that's the word. I don't know the word I'm looking. That my dad was, and then he, uh, his parents, actually stayed married, but they got to where they were wouldn't they were not even living together, and so just going through the motions, and we're not, and, and so we got to the point where we weren't talking about what needed to be talked about because he did what he was what um, his family did, and I did. I kept expecting what my family did. Why aren't you loving me the way my dad loved my... And I never... And here's the thing. We never communicated about it. We just held these expectations, and we did it the way we knew. And guess what? We couldn't get any freedom, on, and we couldn't get to the other side. So communication, y'all, is super important. Super important. It's the number one thing in your marriage. So let me ask you guys... The next question, because this goes back to communication. What boundaries do you have in your marriage for fighting fair, for staying faithful, and just all the things? Maybe I didn't even list it, but what are all the things that keep you guys um, in boundaries? What are your boundaries? Um, 
So fighting is probably somewhere where we kind of had to talk about um, because we fight different ways. But when we fight, it's knockout, drag out. Um, it's not as bad as it, as when we first started, but we still have our moments. Um, but one thing that I think that we've learned is that when it gets to a certain point, it's time to just, okay, you go that way, I go this way, let's take a beat. Um, sometimes she likes to drive around the block. Sometimes I like to go to the grocery store. It's just, <laughs> just a way to kind of, okay, let's take a beat, let's not be in each other's faces, and let's actually think about what the other person is saying. Um, I think that's been something that's been really, really good for us is taking that time to stop and be like, okay, we got to pause here and just walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's been probably the biggest. <laughs> we don't fight anymore. We argue, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and he just admitted to me that his grocery trips are his getaway. So he likes to put his headphones in and be around other people that are not me. So it's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um, besides just walking away, um, I think being careful with what you say. Like, I'm in the heat of the moment kind of person, and sometimes I say things that I probably shouldn't say, um, and even trying to go back and apologize for what I said later, it's still just like, well, it's already kind of done. You can't unbreak the cup. So we have both been working really hard to speak to each other instead of at each other um, and really hear each other. Um, well, when we got together, we I think we were both naive and thinking, oh, we're not going to fight. We were young. and um, So the boundaries kind of came as we worked through that. So the first few fights were really, really ugly. Um, but then we learned what each other needed. Like I would need to walk away and he absolutely would not let me because he wouldn't want me to leave without it being hashed out. Um, so then we kind of learned how to do that. And I told him like, I, you can't yell at me. Like I, I will sit and discuss this with you. We can communicate, but do not get loud. Do not get ugly. And that's I think part two why it's gotten a lot easier that we don't really have fights anymore. And they're not really even arguments, it's just discussions where we're trying to figure things out. Um, so those boundaries kind of came later when we figured out really out of those fights how to set those and what each other needed. And I think for me, um, you, you mentioned being faithful and all the things. It's for me realizing, I think after the seven year itch, or you get to that point where like, oh, this is it for the rest of my life. But I, at 20, was I really thinking about that? Um, and cause I wasn't, you know, I mean, I was, it was serious. <laughs> I mean, when, when his family starts doing some crazy things and then crazy things come out of my family, it's like, is that what that's going to look like? Um, his parents were divorced after 30 years of marriage. And so that was scary for me thinking like, is that what's going to be ahead? But for me, um, it's realizing that I made a commitment to God. And so in, if, if this doesn't work out, then I'm not being obedient to what God had, I made that promise. And then, you know, you were talking in the Bible says, um, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. So you could put the word neighbor as husband, love your husband as yourself. Um, and so really that comes 
first is God first, and then it made it easier. I, I, I would add perspective. Um, e even though you could be angry or upset at that individual, I, it, it just, for me, and I, and I, and I believe you kind of operate from the same thing, we always kept what was important. We knew what was important, ultimately the most important part, and that these were minor things, and, and I felt like we always kind of knew we'd get through them. Um, I, I feel like we're both loyal individuals. Um, just, I mean, not only have I been married for 25 years, I'm 24 years employment at, at a company. Um, and, and so there's, there's just a, a, a dedication to the, each of us that I, I think that's what um, has allowed us to work through things. We just know. I mean, it's, it's I, what attracted me to you to begin with, right? I mean, that's, that, that hasn't gone, that hasn't left. And, and so I, when we fought, it was never degrading. It was never devaluing that, that individual. It, we really did well, I think, just dealing with what action or, or what our feelings were and kept that there and not, and not try to find a thing to like dig a knife in or whatever to sit there and say, hey, you did. It, it's, um, so I, I guess we fought fair. I mean, there, <laughs> well, there, <laughs> So uh, as far as boundaries, uh, and, and I, again, in my research, <laughs> this is important. I mean, it's done. So one of the things, because it gives, again, it helps me, it, it just, okay, another person's perspective on boundaries. It, it said fighting is almost kind of necessary to establish those boundaries. How far, how, you know, no, I'm sorry, that's too far. You've gone too far. And now that individual knows, okay, that's one that I got to, you know. So it, it's, it, as far as when I saw the word boundaries, at first I was like, okay, how does that, you know, go to your corners and, you know, keep it above the belt. You know, what's the, um, but that, I, I, that was, I thought that was neat. I never had seen it in that light as far as um, fighting allows us to find where those boundaries are with that other individual. Um, and then the thing to learn from that is then to respect that moving forward or whatever. So. That's awesome. I wish I had Google when I first got married. <laughs> I could have used that research. I'm an engineer. I break everything down. It's, 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 that's who I am. So you said be open, be honest, and this is an ugly story. So uh, this is um, when I had a lot more emotion. You know, I hadn't worked through anything yet. I was still young. We were 25 and 24 when we got married. And <clears throat> we lived in Florida, and my dad was still alive at that point. And we had a discussion about marriage. And I'm looking for answers, right? How, how does this all work? And he said, well, I have to knock your mother down every six months. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I have to hit her every six months. And he was a pastor. You know, so that's hard to marry. It's hard to connect the two. And so um, fast forward six months, Jerry and I are in the car. And he said, my dad said, you have to rule the house. Uh, She's the one that has to be quiet. You have to rule the house. And so I had, I didn't have Google. 
so we're just trying to figure it out. And so I'm driving down. Uh, we're both in the car. We're driving somewhere, and we started an argument. And it was I started the argument. I don't know what for. Uh, I was picking at her. And uh, I felt like I should rule the, the roost. And so I said, so my dad says <laughs> um, that, first of all, he hits mom every six months, and I can't believe that. And he says I should rule the roost. What do you think about that? She said, well, if you hit me, I'm out. <laughs> and uh, why don't we just figure it out together? And we have. First of all, we, I, he was 24 and I was 22. <laughs> they would have lost the game. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember when we first got married, we, in the first few weeks, I think, we, we were talking about boundaries. And uh, one of the things we decided way back then, because uh, you had known someone who brought up divorce every time they had an argument, you know, throw, throwing the divorce word out there. And um, one day, this guy, um, they were arguing about divorce, and he pulls a suitcase out of the closet and throws it on the bed and said, why don't you just leave? And so she did. <laughs> And um, so that was one thing that we talked about and that divorce was not something that we would ever throw out there and that that was never an option to us. Um, so we, that was one of our very first decisions that we made. We made a bunch of others, but I, <laughs> I, that's the one I remember. So good. Okay, now for sake of time, this next question, go ahead and keep it, Pastor Johnny. You get to answer this next one because I know a little bit more. So I, I'm for sake of time, because I have a, a couple more things I want to ask you, would you answer what your spouse's love language is? <laughs> and do you honor it? So you're going to name the, the love language, and then you're going to s just say yes or no. You get to go first. Well, you I can tell the story behind it if you okay. want. I had to do some research. <laughs> Sherry, what's a love language? <laughs> we're supposed to know what our love language is. And she told me what mine was, so we were good. Uh, and having this discussion and looking up uh, what the love languages were, um, I realized that hers was quality time. And uh, we spend a lot of quality time together, and we miss it. Like, if we're driving separately too much, uh, you know, it, we miss those drives together. And, and it's just talking, you know, processing your day. You know, we laugh a lot, share each other's burdens, uh, incensed for the, you know, against that person, why they do that at work, you know, uh, that kind of stuff, just sharing um, the day. Good. Sherry, what's his, and do you honor his? His is... Um I told him what it was. <laughs> words of affirmation, thank you. Um, yeah, he, he, he needs the words of affirmation. And I'm just, I'm just that kind of person anyway. Very encouraging. And um, it's good. It's good. What about you guys? Um, so he didn't know what love language was either. I didn't know what mine was. Uh, okay, he didn't know what his was. And so I'm like, babe, yours is quality time course and he was like oh yeah that sounds right so I, I kind of knew I got it once he was like in agreement 
Um, and yes, I do my best to honor it. I do not ride in the car with him, however. Uh, we, and then I drive. He scares me. Um, hers is words of affirmation. And I, I am doing better. Okay. I am doing better. Um, and part of the, part of the, I don't say the issue or the problem, but part of it was, is because my job, I'm a trainer on zoom for eight hours a day. So I talk and talk and talk and talk. And by the time I'm off work, I'm looking at everybody and I'm like, hi family. And I'm, there's no, I'm done. I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to get into, cause I'm, I'm tired of talking. Um, and at first that was, that was hard, but now when I get off work, it's like, Hey, do you want to go into the bedroom for 10 minutes? And we go and we just, I vent, she vents. And I just let remind her that, Hey, you're doing great. The kids are probably making you pull your hair out right now, but they are, you know, you're doing excellent. So hers is definitely words of affirmation. Jennifer's is uh, acts of service. So I, 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 I do fail quite a bit at this one because it's interpretation a little bit as far as I, I, I was seeing it up until we had a discussion. I mean, I, I would have, you know, I, you know I, I do things as far as taking care of the house, I, you know, electrically or plumbing or whatever. I fix that. I take care of the yard. I work on the cars. I, I, I felt like I was doing a lot, but then it was, I wasn't doing the things that acts of service would be the things that take that burden from her. And so it was looking at, all right, maybe I need to help more with, with preparing a meal or help with uh, cleaning the kitchen or just simple as just making the bed and straightening up the room or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, it's, it is something that I'm still working on that I've got to be more purposeful, um, but it is something that I recognize and, and, and aware of. Hey, men and Doug, maybe if you helped more with that, there would be more time for the thing that you want. I'm just saying. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Well, probably no surprise. His is touch. <laughs> so we, these are like opposite ends <laughs> of the spectrum. I, I'm, I grew up, that was probably spanked more than hugged. So touch for me, sometimes I don't like to even be touched. So it's really tough for me. Um, and then I felt like if I touched him, it would lead to other things that I was not. And so I've had to learn that it, it wasn't like going to always lead to that. And, um, and then um, acts of service, he did things around the house, but it wasn't taken off my plate. It was, you know, trash and yard work which I didn't do anyway so you know that's not really acts of service towards me it was towards the household in general and that actually just came up just this week because he thought he was doing all those things and um he wasn't <laughs> so uh this just this week it was a good conversation to have just talking about that something he thought he was already doing and he really wasn't but the biggest thing it was for both of us is not to nag it was to communicate when those things weren't met just having those open conversations that we're able to do the fix instead of fussing that's good so i'm going to ask all of you to nod your head yes or no but 
because you were on the panel and you got the questions ahead of time, did it cause you all to get in communication and get on the same page a little bit? Wow. So um, one thing we're going to do for all of you, uh, and it, again, it doesn't matter if you're married or not. This works in all relationships. So what we will do this week is we will create something on social media so that you guys can take these questions and have openness and honest conversations with each other so that you can start working on your relationships, whatever those relationships are, okay? Does that sound good? Does that sound good, Amy? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, last question. And again, this is going a little bit longer because, but we feel like this is super important. So our last question um, is, what is the best piece of advice that you would give your newly engaged or newly married selves? And I'm gonna start with you guys. Well, first, um, you know, I have three adult children. My oldest is 25, and so he's dating now. And um, I guess if he was here, and for any of those that are in a relationship thinking of marriage, and at that age, or, you know, any age, being serious with someone, is making sure that is your person, making sure that you're aligned with God's will for your life, that your purpose is aligned, your goals are aligned, those five things you've discussed, and don't try to change that person because it's not, it's not going to work. So good. And then I would just make sure that God's the center of your marriage um, because when we were going through um, marriage counseling, I was actually um, active in the Catholic Church. He was very, very active in whatever it was. Um, Pentecostal, God, God bless everything, holy rolling, falling out, like scared me to death. Um, but my priest told me in those counseling, he said, I'd rather see you guys, you leave your faith and worship together. And he was a lot stronger in his than I was in mine. So it just made sense. Wow. Um, and we kind of made that work. But I think that's one of the reasons that we're still together is that we weren't going off. And I respect those families that did it. We just talked about my grandparents doing it for a very long time. He was Methodist, she was Catholic, and they separated on Sundays, and they made it work, and they were married for 50 years. But I just think that helped us and making sure that God was the center of that. And then the third thing you've already mentioned as far as communication, it's, it's huge. Um, being able to talk about those things as they come up because they are going to come up. Just, just kind of adding, it's, it's the being equally yoked. It, 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 a lot of times when we, we read that from a, uh, a Christian perspective or church perspective, we're, we're thinking as far as spiritually, but it's, it, it goes beyond that. And it gets back to what we, you were saying earlier as far as family of origin. And, and it's understanding your backgrounds to know where you both are coming from and what your perspective is on everything. And if that's not equally yoked, that's where a lot of the, the confrontations come from as far as how to spend that money, how to raise kids, um, where you should live, or, you know, I mean, it's, it's those kind of things. And if those conversations haven't been had um, in, in a non-emotional state, the worst time to start discussing them is when you're emotional, because then uh, when, when you're, one of the things from fighting, a lot of times we don't hear the other person. Um, so, it, getting back to the communication is, is huge. Talk those things out. Yeah. Um, 
where are we going to send our kids to school? Private school? You know, public school? Are we going to homeschool? I mean, it's, it's those kind of, you know, those things where if you don't know that now, you need to discuss it now um, and not later. It, it, to me, there's a lot of things in life. You better make up the decision now in a non-emotional state so that when you are in that situation, you've already prepared your heart for how, how you're going to respond. So, Doug, do you think people that are married and they realize that, hey, we might be a little bit unequally yoked, is it too late? I'd I'd say no. So, what do you guys have any advice what they would need to do if if they've realized? (laughs) Google. (laughs) Let let me get back to you on that. Like, would you recommend that they go ahead and have us sit down and say, okay, we've messed this up. Can we get on the same page? Can we get on the same yoke and you and I start going in the same direction instead of working against each other? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it seek out maybe counsel, uh, you know, from a mar- mar- ah, married couple, uh, from, your, from your pastors, or, you know, there's several other ind- individuals here that I know that, can um, speak into your lives. Um, but yeah, because I mean, if you were committed enough to come together, then you should be committed enough to work it out. To work it out. So good. Thank you. What about you guys, Johnny and Sherry? That's good. Can you send me the notes on that? Because <laughs> I've been behind. Copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just send it to me. Yeah. That's good. I'm learning a lot today, by the way. That's awesome. <clears throat> Spider-Man? Is that Spider-Man? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, uh, sense of humor is invaluable. Uh, We have laughed through a lot of our problems, and I think that's how we got through a lot of our problems, was laugh about it, because sometimes that's all you can do. Uh, But Sherry, uh, if you've not married yet, the thing, the biggest piece of advice I can give you is to pray for the person that you want to be in your life, because Sherry's an answer to prayer. I... uh, Sherry was an answer to prayer. (laughs) Okay, right. Yeah, it's for you. Okay. Uh, But that solved a lot of issues for me. I did not consider marriage when I was young because the way my parents fought, I spent more days away from home than I did at home, specifically because my mom and dad were going at it. And so um, I was out a lot. And so because of that, I really came to a heart decision that marriage was not for me. If that's what that's about, I don't want any part of it. And so uh, I started praying, and my mom was a real warrior. And I prayed for somebody I wouldn't fight with as much. And our, our backgrounds are so similar that there wasn't a lot to fight about. Mm-hmm. And, and that really helped. So that's big advice. Um, I One thing that has helped me through the years is I heard um, somewhere that anger is a choice. And I think that it is. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a split second choice, you know, when something happens. Uh, but you still have that choice. You can give grace. You can... Um, laugh, you know, make it fun, 
um, but it is a choice to a certain extent. Of course, there are some things you, you should get mad about, um, but um, I think it helps me to read, and this is kind of a cliche almost, um, but to read 1 Corinthians 13 yeah. because it's, you know, it tells you what love isn't and what love is, and every time I read it, um, and it's not like I read it every day, but when I do read it, I think, wow, I need to read this more often because I forgot about this and I forgot about that. And it really does show you what love is, not just with um, your spouse or, um, you know, who you're engaged to or whatever, but to people in general. It just teaches us how to love. Uh, my piece of advice would be to chill. Um, our five-year anniversary of being together is uh, June 1st. And when we, sh yeah, we were, okay, so he was my high school sweetheart. I was not his. That's <laughs> not um, But we started dating five years ago. I had a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And we, our family of origin backgrounds are completely different. My dad has married the same woman four times. So for me, the idea of marriage, not to mention the marriage to my mom first, um, idea of marriage for me was scary. Um, but there was always an exit plan. Yeah. And so when we first started talking about getting married, he was like, you know, once we're like in, there's no getting out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to end up trapped in a basement somewhere. <laughs> SOS. Um, so I think just having that conversation with him about how marriage was idealized and put laid out in front of me compared to what he saw and how he was raised and what he grew up with, um, really, it was polar opposites. We were not equally yoked. Um, but when we started coming to big church in 2018, we both went through some inner healing. And we started yoking up. Because <laughs> um, he even had some things that he didn't realize that he was working through. And I didn't realize that my whole bag of baggage was like handed him a crate of expectations. And um, the invisible expectations I was putting out there on him, he didn't even know that were there that he had to live up to. Um, so he wasn't aware of the 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 level I was holding him to. Um, so I think definitely inner healing, um, working out our own baggage and being able to come back together and kind of yoke up a little bit better. Um, and just chill, enjoy it. Stop stressing out. My natural OCD perfectionism, like everything has to be everything. Um, and he's just go with the flow. I'm like, where are we going? No, where are we going? <laughs> Can we stop and eat? Where are we eating? I'll be your ride or die, but I want to know where we're going and why I got to die. Um, <laughs> to our first point um, with marriage, yeah, it was because marriage is very important. What well, still, I mean, even to this day, it's very important to me. Um, and like she said, we were on two different pages. Um, I was more... I'm go with the flow, but I'm also, I wanted to know, I wanted to have a game plan. Um, and marriage was one of those things that I was like, before I ask you, I do, I wanted to have a game plan. 
and it, it doesn't always work like that. Um, I think just the leap of faith was a big step in the right direction for us. Um, but I would say enjoy it. I really would enjoy each other, enjoy having fun. Um, find a babysitter for your kids at least, I, at least once a month. Have fun. Um, we we started going to uh, we started going to Derby Dinner Playhouse, uh, but we haven't been to since elementary school, and we had a blast. Um, we go to the movies now, and it's just in, enjoy it. And she says she doesn't like riding the car with me, but let us put on some '90s rap music and drive around Louisville. We'll have the time of our lives. We will. We could sit there all day. We could sit there and blast, and our kids are looking at us like they're crazy. And we're like, yes, we are. These is, these are your parents. But we could do that all day. And that's just something that just enjoy it. Have fun with each other. That's the biggest thing. We're going to let them take their seats. And could you just give, the, give it up for them one more time? Um, and um, as they dim the lights and we prepare for worship to close out, I just want to ask our prayer team, everybody that's on our prayer team, whether you're scheduled or whether you're not, would you join us down front? And if you're in at, at, at a crossroads in your marriage or you're just needing a turning point in your marriage or maybe you're desperate to find the one that God has for you, prayer is all about fighting with you and agreeing that God will give you what you need. And so I just want our prayer team to come up so they, they can agree with you. And we're gonna ask you to come. And at the end, we're gonna have every married couple up here so that we can pray over your marriages. Because listen, the enemy wants nothing more to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to divide you and your spouse so that he wins, so that we mess up more kids and we just, in, we just continue this generation after generation of uh, bad junk. So we want to pray over you. So come get prayer if you are at a point or maybe you just are praying for a good thing in your marriage. Would you do that? And if you're married, join us up front. <laughs>